This is Just Football. Just Footballers and welcome to another episode of the best football podcast with the words Just Football and presented by three people whose name starts with D. And if there is another one with that combination, well, we'll have to we'll have to have a fight and see who is the best one. So, uh, the court over that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we'll have to find out if there is. Um, yeah, I'm Dan P. Back from my absence last week, and with me I've got Dan S. and Dave. How are you both? Yeah, good, thank you. Not as rested as you are after your holiday, but I'm still feeling okay. Yeah, good, good, thank you too. Uh, Well, we are going to get straight into it because it's been, as always, a busy week in football. So let's start with the Premier League. There was a a few interesting games happening there. Let's start with the one from yesterday. Uh, So obviously Sunday because we're recording on Monday. So the big one of the day was Newcastle-Liverpool. So that finished 2-1 to Liverpool. An interesting game in a number of ways. So Newcastle uh, Newcastle went one up, didn't they? And Liverpool went down to 10 men. Some people say it should have been nine. Um, I, I don't see it because early on in the game, Trent, Alexa- Trent Alexander-Arnold got booked. And then literally within a couple of minutes, did a foul that was possibly more yellow card worthy than the previous one. But... Did the ref bottle it? We don't know. Oh, first, you know one we can't. Kicking, first one was kicking a ball away, wasn't it? Yeah. I reckon, yeah. I reckon the referee bottled it based on the fact the first one was, well, it's not soft, is it? That's the rules. Yeah. Um, but yeah. kind of soft as in it wasn't a tackle. You, you yeah. see it so many times where it's kicking a ball away or placing a ball back onto a field so there's two balls. The referees yeah. tend not to do anything at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and what, you know, we're talking about that now. That always does annoy me because you do see it amount a number of times. And I'm sure referees do say, right, well, I've just booked that player. And maybe, you know, looking back on it, should I have done that first one? But yeah, if you're following it, he should have gone, right? So anyway, that's, that that can come up in our refing hell uh, feature. Um, yep, then the other noticeable action of the game was Van Dyke being sent off. Now we were having a little chat beforehand Dave you don't think that was a red card do you no I'm in the defenders union and Van Dijk <laughs> got the ball kicked the ball the ball clearly changes direction Isaac falls over I can't really see contact between the two I have to admit I need to see it again I thought he did clip his foot I don't think it was it was soft either way it wasn't you know like he scythed him down or anything um, so again I think it was purely, I don't know if he's coming on the basis that he's thinking it was a uh, denied the goal opportunity. Um, but even that, I think it was hard to say from that far outside the box, potentially. Well, there, there's been a change to denying a goal scoring opportunity. Change the law. So from this season, intentional fouls in the penalty box on a player going through and goal will be punished with a red card. If, yeah, but if, if a genuine attempt has been made to play the ball, then the punishment is yellow. That's inside the box, though, right? I don't think that applies to outside. Correct. Th- yeah, still, yeah. still not red card. Van Dyke still yeah. won the ball. It shouldn't have been a red card. Shouldn't have been a free kick. Shouldn't have been a sending off. Yeah, but but that was all irrelevant. 
because in a stunning turnaround, uh, Nunez, it was Nunez, wasn't it? Darwin Nunez got two late goals. And when I say late, I think it was the something like the 85th minute and then in the second minute of added time to, to pull it around for 2 ones. So I think, and yeah, Klopp is another one of those managers. I think you should more be watching him more than the game at times because I think he was ready to explode at various times in that game. So I don't know um, how his blood pressure handled it. But yeah, so... Liverpool turn that round. Um, so it's been a bit of a kind of a bumpy start for Newcastle then in that respect, hasn't it? Because you'd have expected them to have seen the game out, right? You, you think so. But what happens with, when you're playing with 10 men, you tend to play with a low block, play very, very deep. And that gives you the added advantage of playing counter-attacking football, which is where someone like Nunes is perfect for yeah. I do have a question because I didn't watch this game amongst many others I didn't watch. Did Klopp get booked? I don't believe he did. I don't believe he did. I don't know because the way I've seen pictures and videos, the way he was berating the fourth official. Yeah, yeah. He should have been booked by by rights, but clearly didn't happen. Yeah, I've just checked it and no, he didn't. He didn't get booked. Um, but yeah, so it's a bit of a bumpy start for Newcastle. They've only got one win at the moment. So they're, they're on three points. So I know it's early on. I mean, I'm going to caveat everything we talk about at the moment with the fact it's still very early on. They've um, had City and Liverpool as two of their three games, or haven't they? That is a difficult, difficult start. And losing to either City or Liverpool is no big shame, I, I guess. No, but I think a lot of people were potentially tipping them this year, weren't they? Um, but as I said, early on, early on. I think someone in this podcast was. I, st- I still think they finished top four. I, I think they're, they're come back. I think they've just been unlucky with their fixture starts. Um, I caveat that with, I really hope they don't because I don't like them. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I think they're finished top four. Okay, cool. Uh, Chelsea got off to a, well, Chelsea won 3-0 against Luton. So felt like that was the, that that was a tie they needed right now, wasn't it? Home to Luton and uh, two goals from Sterling in that game. Um, be honest, I didn't watch that. I did get back home till sort of Sunday late or Sunday afternoon, so I, I missed a lot of the Saturday games. But yeah, it felt like that was the re- the, the, the 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 result they needed right now, isn't it? I watched that game. It was, it was Friday night. That game um, was it Friday. Friday night, yeah. So um, it just felt like a cup tie. You know that sort of cup tie when a you know a Premiership team were playing a lower league team. It just didn't feel like Luton were always trying to catch up or, or be equal. And I just don't think they ever quite. They had a few good chances, um, but Chelsea were just, I think, superior on the night. Yeah, and I think Luton have got their first home game this week. Yeah, if, I think, if, I think they're playing their league cup game, aren't they, at home this week? I think their ground's been cleared to play in now. Yeah, and Friday night, just looking Friday night, they're at home to West Ham, so that should be a good, yeah, that should be a good game. So hopefully that will be on Sky. Um, yeah. So that puts Chelsea on four points. So maybe a springboard for them to to leap from. Um, let's have a look. I tell you, what, I'm going to save our teams till last. So let's move on. So Everton uh, are still suffering at the moment. They lost one nil at home to Wolves. So I know I thought this year. Before the start, I thought maybe Everton might have kind of looked at what happened last season and try to shake things up. But it looks like they're, they're really starting as they mean to go on or as they left off last season. Yeah. And they'll go down. 
I think. Yeah, I think my money's on them going down. I think this is the year. They've been teetering on it for a few years now, haven't they? I think this might be the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they haven't spent any money. They haven't got any money. Yeah. Their best player is always injured. And then their new, when's their new stadium? Because their, their new stadium must be um, next few years as well. So obviously going down will have a massive impact on money and being able to play there and going forwards. Could be a long struggle for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, at, at the moment, they're on the zero points. They are rock bottom. They are 20th. Um, so just looting above them. So, yeah, long haul for Everton fans. Let us know how, how you're feeling. Man United Forest. So this, I think this will also feature in the Reffing Hell section. But this was another, seemed like another interesting game, wasn't it? So Forest went 2-0 up, didn't they? And, and quite early on, was it, I think, the fourth four, minute? Four minutes, yeah. See, I yeah. think the earliest Man United have gone two down ever in in the Premier League. Yeah, it's quite it's quite astonishing when I saw that. I, I saw that score two nil, um, but of course, as as I've said, so United have turned it around. the The interesting thing about the first goal was their keeper. Do you see their, their sort of keeper dive backwards before the shot was even taken? It, it it was quite weird. I don't know if it was a stumble, but I think there's still question marks on on him at the moment. Who the United sorry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. I think Man United have been blessed with a few good keepers over the years, haven't they? You think De Gea yeah. and Van der Sar yeah. and Schmeichel and whoever yeah. else has been in there. I, I think it's you're gonna to struggle to kind of get up to that level, and I just don't think he's there, is he? He's, he's made a few mistakes over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um could have easily given away a penalty at Wolves against Wolves. Yeah. Um yeah, he, he's got a long way to go. I mean, I like him in the sense because he played for Inter, uh, who who won my portfolio, as you keep saying. Um, I do just wonder though, because he he kind of likes to be that sweeper keeper kind of role, doesn't it? I'm wondering in English football is that really dangerous because we hit on the counter attack so much on on the continent. There's that, there's often that slow build up here. We there's a lot of teams that will do long ball, direct ball. I'm not saying that's a criticism. But there's the, the quick counter attacks and the direct football. Just wonder if that that may be a weakness in that's that yeah. sense of things. Yeah. Um, Brighton won West Ham three, so West Ham are continuing to. Um, I'm surprised. I think they've made some good signings. I know Dan, you blame me for that, don't you? Because we were talking in the WhatsApp once, and I was I was kind of laughing how they hadn't made any signings, and then yeah. they, they kind of pull a couple out the hat. Um, so looks like yeah, they're investing their money that they got for Rice. There is, I think they've made another signing this week. Let me just quickly go down to my transfer section. Yeah, they've signed Mohamed Kudus from Ajax this week. So I didn't have West Ham down for being, you know, being getting off to a good start, or potentially, um, you know, surprising people. But if you think about it, David Moyes was potentially out the door at a couple of stages, wasn't he, over the last season or so? Yeah, um, and, and also obviously selling a hundred million pound player, um, and then being able to react in this way is pretty impressive as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's another team that looked like they've done that, but we'll come on to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to look at the stats because I've got a feeling that Brighton were actually the stats did favour Brighton quite heavily. I'm just trying to find them quick. Um, yeah, so Brighton actually had 78 percent possession, um, had tw- and. They had 25 shots on goal compared to West Ham's 12. So Brighton definitely deserved the okay. win. <laughs> but the scoreline suggests otherwise. Wow. 
how dangerous hate games like that. Yeah, it's frustrating when you're on the receiving end of it. Because yeah. Brighton obviously had a good start as well, didn't they? Because they had two wins and two. Um, yeah. And this is obviously their first loss. But yeah, I think Brighton deserved the win on this one. Um, I'm going to... Oh, I seem to have got the Newcastle game down twice. So there's a chance I've missed a game. So if anyone can highlight that, let me know. But um, I'll skirt through some of the others very quickly. Uh, Brentford won, Palace won. If there's anything that comes up in any of these games, just shout it out. Uh, Burnley won Aston Villa 3. And the other game from yesterday, or, or one of the games from yesterday, sorry, uh, Sheffield United won Man City 2, which I was driving home at the time and I was listening to the first half. That sounded, well, when I say a lot closer, again, I wasn't watching it, but in terms of how well Sheffield United were holding out, um, granted Haaland missed a penalty, didn't he? Oh, did he? I yeah, didn't he, realize that. that cost me on fantasy football. Same here. He, yeah. he did score though. He did score. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Did you see when he scored? Um, it was a fan. It was first to congratulate him. So you know you expect yes. like, the players yeah. to kind of jump in and give him a hug before any of the players could. A fan was round his neck and not on his back. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I, I saw the pitch stats. So he hit the post with the penalty. Um, then it sounded like he was quite annoyed at that. Uh, so it sounded like he was in a bit of a bad mood. Well, according to the radio commentary, anyway. Um, but yeah, they they um, hit back through a Harlan goal, and um, who got the Rodri. second one? It was Rodri late on. Yeah. So yeah, City at the moment. Yeah, we could come onto it. They they've lost quite a few players, and with De Bruyne out, obviously with Harland up front and. You know, they've still got qualities throughout the team, but it's going to be interesting to see how City City fare at, fare at the moment this season, having lost quite a few big names. I think, yeah, for me, it's too early to tell for any team just yet. I think yeah. wait till we're about 10 games in. So we've got an international yeah. break coming up again. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see actually how sort of teams and squad develop. There's another week of the transfer window. Saudi yeah. has still got their window open for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about to, that. Yeah, time yeah. to settle. Yeah, and we'll come on to our two teams. So Arsenal two, Fulham two. So again, didn't see this game, but again, it kind of looked like Arsenal. Well, Arsenal did concede really quickly, something like fifty-seven seconds, wasn't it? Now, the thing I've seen, and I'm basing it on social media, there's a lot of criticism about Arteta and how he's trying to force Havertz in and the formation. I think, was did he put Partey at the back? So, so Dave, I was just wondering, sort of from your your perspective as an Arsenal uh, supporter, what, what your view on the game was. Yeah, there's a few interesting things. So, yeah, Partey playing right back. He did that toward the end of last season as well. So the last few games, Partey played right back. Now, it could also be to fit Declan Rice in the team, not just Havertz. Uh, what's interesting is Gabriel, who's the left centre-back, he hasn't really played. He came on twice as a substitute, but hasn't started. But before then, I think he played about 70 games in a row. There's something happening with Gabriel. My suspicion is around a possible transfer away to Saudi Arabia. Do you, Are you missing Xhaka? Which is a funny thing to say, because I remember he was like enemy number one at one point, but then he turned it around, didn't he? So is, is he a... Bigger loss than expected. I I'll say no at the moment. The, the reason why is the the way the squad or the teams laid out on the right hand side is very stable. 
you have Sakan, Odegaard, then you'll have a right back with this white or party. On the left side, it's usually Zinchenko, but he's just come back from injuries. He's played a few minutes. Timber is out. Then we look at the other left backs. So Kivio played yesterday. Then who played? I can't remember who played the week before. So there's quite a few changes on the left-hand side of the team. They look further up front. You've got Martin and Havertz. Then up top, we've had Trossard and Enketia. So it's been down the left side, that left sort of pillar. There's been a lot of change. Down the right, there hasn't. So I think there needs a little, a bit of time, a bit of patience. Yeah, and any of you, anything from you on that game? No, I didn't actually um, see the game. I think um, looking at the, well, I saw the match of the day highlights, but I, I think the um, the stats point towards Arsenal being more dominant um, again. I think we're probably just unfortunate to to one concede so quickly and and two concede so late. Um, and then I think it's, yeah, <laughs> in the middle, I think Arsenal were a better team. Um, yes, stats wise, undoubtedly, I think. That's football, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it is, um, and like you, I've seen a lot of complaints about habits on on social media. Um, obviously, I didn't see the game, so I can't really comment whether that's um, true or not. Um, I also noticed that Saka has got an Arsenal club record now of playing what is it, eighty three matches in a row. Uh, he has, yeah. Um, do you know who who he took the record off, Dave? I I do. Yes. Go on. Paul Merson. Paul Merson, correct. Yeah, well done. Well, um, wasn't Sol, wasn't Sol Campbell, no? <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting is there's a the pundit Steve Nichol used to play for Liverpool. Yeah. Mm. Couple I think it was last season. He said Sack is out injured. When he's out injured, he misses a few games. And clearly, well, if he's played eighty three games in a row, yeah. Nichol knows nothing about what he's talking about. And it's the same with a lot of people, isn't it? They just talk off yeah. gut feel um, or think, yeah. on Twitter or, or whatever. Or whatever stat sheet has been put in yeah. front of them by the company yeah. they're working for. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. 80, what, 83 games, what's that, two and a half seasons? Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. Incredible. It's, it's a lot. Plus, right? don't forget international games as well in, yeah. in between that yeah, as well. He's, so they've he's got, yeah. them regularly as well. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been an ever-present. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess the only other thing is for Arsenal... It's just just dropping two points at home, isn't it, to a, a team which are, are lower than them. It's obviously going to be a disappointment for fans. But like you said, Dave, it's too early to kind of comment on on what that means for the rest of the season at the moment. It is. And, and you expect for all London clubs, London derbies to be the most difficult games yeah. and the more intense. Yeah. And yeah. we have a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. What What's interesting but a little bit annoying, I, I don't know if you like, last week Arsenal had a penalty. Odegaard took it. Yesterday, or Saturday, sorry, Saka took it. Mm. I captained Saka last week. Yes. He didn't a <laughs> This week, do you know what happened? A captain, or not a vice captain, Odegaard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I had vice. I I've got Odegaard as vice captain as well. Um, and and I also captain Harlem, but I mean it's not bad. But I, there's probably a better one. But we'll we'll come on to. Well, come on to fantasy football. Um, one final game, and then because uh, I want to blitz through some more results. Dan, obviously, that was Bournemouth nil, Tottenham two. How are you feeling at the moment? I I feel um 
and that we've discussed this before. As as a Spurs fan, we have this early season optimism, but um, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it ends just after the first game. Sometimes it goes on for a few games. But I think what I feel like is we're playing better football than we have done the last couple of years. Um, it feels like that Saturday was a great result. It feels like Madison has been brilliant for for three games. I know he scored on on Saturday, but he's also been brilliant for the other two games and really kind of like almost playing as a captain and like he's been there for years, um, mm. which is quite interesting because before he joined, I didn't I didn't really like him that much. I thought, but since he's joined, he, my opinion of him has changed as 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 it usually does, but. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling positive at the moment. It'll be unraveled. I think we've got Arsenal in a couple yeah. of weeks, so it could be unraveled in in a couple of weeks' time. So, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling good about Tottenham. The the only thing I is that I've always said I've liked Madison. The only thing I don't like is his celebration. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit, funny because it rehearsed, isn't it? I, yeah. yeah. It's funny because Dan, I said to you the other day, did I? I texted you and said it's funny because. The more you see of him, the more it feels like he should be captain. I know why he he isn't captain because he's literally only just coming, but it feels like he's quickly become the heart of that club. He, he, I don't know if you noticed it, but on the in the first home game last week, I can't remember who we played now, but we won. Um, but before the, before the game started, he went round, you know, hugged every single Tottenham player to wish them good luck, uh, you know, like he was a captain. He on Saturday or Sunday, he he post Richarlison had put like a post yeah. up on Facebook, and Madison put a comment underneath it saying, "Don't worry, the goals will come," type thing. So he's being very outwardly captainy, um, yeah. which, which I quite like, and probably what we probably what we need with with Kane mm. disappearing. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah. So yeah, I, I like him. I think he's probably our best signing in years. Um, but can yeah. I ask about Richarlison? Yeah, you can ask about him. <laughs> so yesterday, I, I think in WhatsApp, I said, you know, because you said Madison scored one goal. Yeah. And asked how many Richardson scored. Yeah. I believe not. That wasn't a wind up. It oh. was. <laughs> it wasn't. It, <laughs> I thought it was because it was reaction. No. He scored more than Rice. No, but no, no, it, not um, at all. But, no, um, Richardson, he needs to step up. Um, the, the few games I've watched. You know, we're only we're only a few games in, and I only watched the full middle, more full of the middle one. I feel like he's running around like a bit of a headless chicken, and he never seems to be in the right place at the right time. And I don't, I don't know if that's because he needs to learn how Spurs how, learn how Spurs play or, or how they want to play. He seemed incredibly unlucky though yesterday in the Saturday's game. He looked like he should have got a goal yeah. uh, on Saturday, but. It, I don't know if we've just been so spoiled by Kane, who, who's always in the right place at the right time, and now we're really noticing the difference with someone else. Um, he needs to step up. He, need, he needs to be better. For any centre-forward, no goals in three games isn't isn't really yeah. good enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we'll my, see how he goes. My view on the game and the team at the moment is, and again, caveat it, it's early. We fall away or, or have done, blah, 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 all those things. For me, the the feeling I have as a Spurs fan this year is one, we've got a manager again who it's not about him. You know, I think with Conte and, and Mourinho, there was elements of them almost being bigger than the club. And at the moment, we've got a manager that he's coming in, saying the right things and actually feels like he's doing everything right for the players and for the fans. And, and I kind of like that feeling. It's... 
It's also interesting seeing the players again. I think the last time we saw it was under was under Pochettino and ever so briefly under Conte, but more under Pochettino, where the players look like they're having fun again. Yeah. But, you know, there's that camaraderie that has been missing for a long time. Um, we've seen it on social media. We've seen it on the pitch. And and it just feels nice to see some attacking football and the players actually having fun. Um, and it's good to see some players are coming. So we've got a couple of centre-backs now. One we recalled from Lone Destiny, um, Udogi and Mickey Van Ven. It looks like, you know, we are getting a team players for the next few years. So, you know, it may not happen this year, but feels like we're getting a group of players who are getting that confidence now. And, and, and it just feels at the moment the most optimistic, optimistic I felt um, <laughs> kind of at this start stage of a season. Um, you know, and hopefully long may yeah. it continue. I mean, from what I've seen, the, the football you're playing is really good. It's very entertaining, which is, which is I know is the colloquially called the Spurs way. My concern if I was a Tottenham fan would be two. One is a strength in depth. I think if you lose someone like Madison to injury, who, who comes in to replace him? Maybe it's Bentonker, but again, someone who seems out, he's injured quite a lot. And also, it's a defence. I think you've got some good defenders, but what happens if they can't play for whatever reason? Who comes in? I think that's where the challenges are going to be for you this season. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess squad size is, is definitely an issue, but we're also not in Europe as well. So it's also, we haven't got as many games as you know, the likes of Arsenal or Liverpool um, or Ch- no, no, Chelsea are not on European. Um, no. and I think we've still got to clear out a few players. Like it's clear that Eric Dyer is on his way out. Yeah. It's weird that Hugo Lloris hasn't left yet. Um, I'm surprised. Really am. Yeah, considering he didn't go on pre-season tour so he could get it sorted um, and he's still not gone. Red uh, Day actually might be, which is quite sad for 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 a player like him at Tottenham but I heard they might actually be terminating his contract to help him go on a free somewhere that's what I read is that because oh. his wages are too high potentially but it'd be sad for someone who has been with us for so long and has been like that to be let go like that I think. yeah but that might be in his favour so he can get the transfer of it yeah yeah that might yeah. be a mutual decision um it'd be it'd be a shame of his last you know well it will be actually his last stint in a Tottenham shirt was that first half against Newcastle where we conceded yeah. four goals yeah yeah um so it'd be a shame that's our last game I hope we give him a proper send-off um as in the yeah. right in front of the stadium and say goodbye yeah because he, he has he has been loyal to Spurs and he, he could have you know he's a World Cup winner and he, he stuck with Spurs throughout all those yeah. years he, he could have easily gone anywhere else yeah okay kind of want to move up but Dave just yeah to your your to, to put on straw points yeah absolutely strength in depth I think is must which is why I say may not be this season we may need a, another couple of transfer windows at least um, yep. but I'm confident we're going in the right way but absolutely with Charleston yeah I know he the excuse last year was he didn't really get a run out or proper run out because of Kane he was coming on bit parts he has now got a step up um, and and I know we are being linked this week with a move for the Nottingham Forest strike aren't we Brendan Johnson so you know he, he will need competition I think he, need, he needs to have that bit of ego thing to be told at the moment you're number one but show there's competition coming in I think maybe that's think where should, it's going yeah I think you should target the other Nottingham Forest striker Aaron Yinney yeah yeah he looks he, really yeah, good he is he is um, okay let's move on a little bit so 
in the championship. I'm just going to pick out a few results. So Leicester win 2-1 away to Rotherham. That keeps them top with a 100% record. Uh, Cardiff 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1. So Sheffield have yet to gain a point. And it looks like Leeds had a bit of a thriller. They won 4-3 away to Ipswich. So seven-goal thriller there. League 1, Oxford... Uh, Oxford are at the top of the table after a 2-1 win after over Charlton Athletic, sorry. Um, and then you've got five teams on 10 points at the moment. There was Exeter, Bolton, Lincoln, Stevenage and Port Vale. And League 2, MK Dons top the table um, after a 2-1 win at Doncaster. Wrexham drew one all away to Barrow, so they're currently six deep. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And Swindon had a thumping 6-0 win over Crawley Town. So that's domestically. Anything anybody wants to shout out on on any of the other leagues before we have a look at Europe? No, not for me. Not for me. Well, so La Liga, uh, the thing of notes, they've only played three games as well. Madrid atop. Bellingham scored the only goal for Madrid. And that means he's got four goals in his first three games. And the only other player to do that was Ronaldo. So, again, Bellingham. I know, I can't remember if we discussed it on here or if it was Dan, you and I, but I remember at the time saying, I, I really think Bellingham should go to Madrid. I can't remember, was it United after him, wasn't it? Liverpool. I was at Liverpool. And I, I think that's such a great move for him and it's great to see him doing so well, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think this is only going to be good for England. I think he's yeah. going to become a superstar. I don't think he would have done at Liverpool. I, I, I don't know why, but I compare compare it to what's happened to Sancho at Man United. I don't know why I've put those two players in the same bracket. And I think Sancho's gone to United and have had a real dip in form. Whereas if I feel like the same would happen to Bellingham if he went to Liverpool. I've got no basis for that opinion. It's just It was just a feeling. I think, you know, we and, and to, to look at us, you know, we were just talking about, say, Richarlison, but you've got a, a young English guy who's gone to one of the top teams in Europe and they scored four goals in three games. I mean, the confidence to, to be doing that, yeah, um, it's just astonishing. Yeah. So, yeah, Madrid topped the league with Girona second, Barcelona third. Um, move on to the Bundesliga. So, our friend yesterday scored another two goals. So, he, Kane, Harry Kane's got two cards. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our friend. Um, yeah, 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 our friend. No, no, our friend, Harry Kane, is good. So Germany have only played two games in their league. Uh, so they, uh, Bayern played Augsburg yesterday. So they are, well, I say um, joint second. They're actually joint first. There's at least five teams on six points at the moment. So it is obviously early days there, but... But it does look like Kane has hit the ground running there. Um, so I think one of you said to give him the golden boot now. Do we? Yeah, I've got money on his golden boot now. But I was just, I was just thinking that um, imagine if Kane got golden boot there and Bellingham got golden boot in La Liga, and um, yeah. we have two English players. Probably won't have an English prep golden boot winner <laughs> this year, but um, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's the first time that we've had a, a couple of English players abroad doing so well at the same time. We we don't often have many English players go 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 away, do we? Um, no, no. Okay, and in Liga, I I mentioned well, I wanted to talk about them because Mbappe looks like he's put all his um, preseason 
arguments behind him and he scored two goals against Lons. So um although I don't think they're in the top top five at the moment, but um I've 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 picked the top five. But yeah, so it looks like Mbappe is staying potentially. I so I don't know what goes on there. That's that's the second time in a few years where he's been the whole centre of some uh transfer controversy isn't it the last time the prime minister wasn't it or, or the president of france had to step in to tell him to stay <laughs> or encourage him to stay sorry so yeah mbappe looks like he's he's happy there so should be good so we're going to keep an eye then bellingham in uh in spain kane in germany and mbappe in france let the battle commence for the the best striker <laughs> yeah all about okay. Holland and england Oh, he, he 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 did so well last year. Um, well, <laughs> let's let's see what happens. He, there was frustration creeping out, as you said. Let's see let's see what happens with City this year. Um, before we move on to transfers, anything from any any other games? Uh, well, I've just noticed going back to the English league that Charlton have sacked their manager um, to become the first football league manager to lose his job um, already. The reason why? Um, I know they're quite low down. He's only been in charge. He's been in charge for less than a year, but they're nineteenth in the table. Um, yeah, I think it's because they've started badly. But what what's that? Like? Three in three to four games. I've probably played one more game in the Premiership, haven't they? So four games. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, okay, let's let's keep an eye on 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 that as well this season. Uh, so the first <laughs> casualty already. Sorry, Dan. So Ronaldo got a hat trick. Uh, oh, oh I missed that. I did see. He got a hat trick and uh, Messi scored in his MLS debut. Yeah, which feels funny when I saw that because he, he, there's been so much about Messi in the MLS for months. And well, what has he been playing in if it wasn't the MLS? Was it all cup competitions or friendlies? Yeah. Wow, it's a lot of games, isn't it? Feels so weird, doesn't it? Yes. It, it was because I looked at the league table the other day and they were still bottom. And I was like, I just, I thought we'd been playing for ages. <laughs> yeah, no, the, well, um, good shot. Yeah, yeah he, Messi's assist was sublime. Yeah, 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 I did see that goal. Did see that goal. So, yeah, I, and I think that's been interesting, isn't it? So, Ronaldo obviously has gone to, to Saudi Arabia to, to be like the talisman there. Messi's gone to America. But it feels like there's a lot more, even though really ultimately it's only Messi, it feels like there's a lot more, what's the word, uh, publicity on Messi, isn't it, in in that league? Um, I think because of the nature of the two leagues as well, isn't it? And, you know, there's a lot of bad press about Saudi, whereas the MLS there isn't. And I, I think that's, that feels more of a feel-good yeah. story than, than the Ronaldo one. Have you seen, have you seen the video of Messi's bodyguard? Yeah, <laughs> he's running the line as well. Yeah, that's incredible, really, isn't it? It's incredible. Was he because Messi played in the in New York over the weekend, and he was a sub, and the fans in the stadium were chanting for him to come on. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how much they love him. Because yeah. I think he came on with thirty minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. If um, magic. If anyone hasn't seen that, yeah, have a look online for Messi's uh, bodyguard. So you'll see there's lots of clips of he's coming off a plane or, or the team's coming off a plane. And as soon as Messi steps off, you see this built man sort of slotting right behind him. Uh, but the, the, as alluded to by Dad, there's a clip of he's actually on the side of the pitch following Messi wherever he is. It's incredible. Um, at what point he would, he would step in? Like if he got into a scuffle on the pitch with the other player, do you reckon he'd step in or do you reckon it's... Um... 
Well, that that video you see as soon as he the half finished, he did go onto the pitch. So I think he would do. He's there, ready to jump on. So, so yeah. Um, let's see if his uh, if his bodyguard gets an assist. Um, is is so there a hit out for Messi? Yeah, sorry, Dave. Curious. I thought your cat was was doing that. Then. <laughs> is there no? I, I I just wonder if it's um, like you said. He they are so into him over there, aren't they? That it's just who knows how you know if if a load of people get on the pitch, it's um, it's, it's incredible. Um, but we should see next next week. We'll see uh, Ronaldo with one now. Yeah. He'll <laughs> with, have with two, not two, just one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's have a look at transfers. So as you said, David, so in Europe, the transfer, or at least in the, the you know, the so-called big five leagues, the transfer window shuts this Friday, doesn't it? I think 11 p.m. Friday. Um, and Saudi Arabia, their window goes to the 7th of September. So we're in for some interesting moments there. Theirs is a week longer than ours. Um but in terms of transfers in the last week, I mentioned earlier Mohamed Kudus to from Ajax to West Ham for 38 million. Tyler Adams from Leeds to Bournemouth, undisclosed at the moment. Lewis Hall, Chelsea to Newcastle on loan. He was in the stands yesterday. I don't I don't think he was able to play yet. Um, Aaron Ramsey, Aston Villa to Burnley for 12 million. Heimrich Laporte, Manchester City to Al Nasser for 23.6. Jeremy Doku rend to Man City for 54, 55.4 million. Chelsea have signed a couple of people. So they've got David Washington, who's come from Santos for 17.2 million, and Jordi Petrovic from New England Revolution for 12.5 million with 1.5 add ons. And Alfie Devine from Tot- Tottenham to Port Vale on loan. Um, so some interesting transfers there, but the I think. The big one of the week is allegedly the the, the interest from Al Ittihad in Mohamed Salah. Yeah. So he wants to go, or he has said he he will go if Liverpool let him. I think the fee is around allegedly a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, and he would get well. Al had are reportedly prepared to offer Salah a package that would make him the world's highest paid player, surpassing the current £1.3 million a week earned by Ronaldo at Al Nasser. Incredible figures there, right? Yeah. Yeah, the numbers are a bit too big, aren't they? It's um, silly, silly money. Yeah. Klopp has said no, but we'll see. Did you think uh, Ronaldo, if, if Salah were to go, would Ronaldo be upset? I think so. I think the ego would take him. Yeah, that's what I think as well. He he will. I think he will credit himself though for making that league what it is. Yeah. Well, he already I does, think, doesn't he? I've, yeah. I've always yeah. come out and, and said that. Yeah. There was something. Yeah, because I I read a story not so long ago that when um, Bale went to Real Madrid, which was like a few years after Ronaldo did, um, it it was announced as an undisclosed fee because they didn't want the amount to kind of say, but it was more than Ronaldo. And I'm yes, sure that yeah, had yeah, to do with Ronaldo's yeah. input, but he didn't want to be playing with someone that cost Real Madrid more money. Yeah. Um, 
there there is allegedly a deadline of today to make the decision on that. So we'll see what happens in the next few days. Um, is this the same and, as the Tottenham deadline? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only other one, I won't go into it because there's another big story we have to cover. Um, so, so apologies if we overrun a little bit today. But Jota, not the Liverpool one, the former Celtic one who, who did go over to Saudi Arabia, has already come back after a month. Now, apparently there's a lot of fall, apparently he's falling out left, right and centre, etc. But I think that's going to be interesting to see. You know, these teams are building super teams, etc. But there's a lot of egos and, and things happening. So it's quite interesting to see already we've had a player come back after a month. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the transfers. And I, I did have one thing oh. on Saudi. I think you, you damn might point it out, but Benzema, didn't he request to be captain of the same team? And I can't remember, it's one of your ex was, yeah. managers who said no. Nuno, Nuno wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like always not quite as happy. I think he's dropped him. I've got a feeling he's dropped him as well. I don't think he played the last game. Oh, really? Making it up. Yeah. There, there's a oh, problem between uh, Santos my. and Benzema. Yeah. Interesting, right? Um, and and I I think Dan, I think he has played him. I think they're pl- they're playing the oh no, we're all happy card at the moment because obviously they can't be seen before now. Oh, and on Saudi Arabia, Mancini has officially been announced now as the manager. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that there was rumours after he quit the Italian side, he is now the the Saudi um, Saudi Arabian national coach. So. Yeah, good luck to him. You are in the know, Dan. Yeah, no, I think that I think that broke either during the night or or yesterday. Um, right, I want to move on. The other, the, the biggest story though, I think this week has been, um, and I tried to keep, um, I tried to keep in the know on it while I was on holiday, but is the Spanish women's, um, well, the, the 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 fallout that's happened from from their win now. I heard you I guys there talking were two about two stories. It. To be fair, well, oh, okay. I, I think I only know the <laughs> one, but we, you know, we've been talking about how it's been like the tournament for for the women's football game. Um, it was a great tournament. You two were obviously talking about the the final last week, but we've since had the president, the Spanish, uh, what's his name, Luis Rubiales. That's yeah, kissing one of their players, Jenny Hermoso, on the lips. So, in you know, in the middle, in the the awards ceremony, you see them move, moving along, and he, he, yeah, he plants a kiss on her lips. But also, the video I saw, and I couldn't find it today. It looks like it was a bit more than that, or it was another player. It looks like he's nuzzling in a player's neck as well, and like giving lots of pecks at one point. Now, because when I first saw the headline, I thought. Oh, is it, you know, is it the European kiss on each cheek, this, that? Then I saw the video and I thought, yeah, no, it's a bit more than that, isn't it? And it also comes after in the game, apparently, he was grabbing his crotch next to, was it the, the Queen of Spain and the daughter? Um, and something else he he was accused to have done. So, yeah, obviously, when that video came out and the player herself said she did not consent to that and she didn't like it. There's been a lot of outrage. So at the time of recording, I believe FIFA have suspended him because he won't resign because he said he did nothing wrong. Yep. Um, 
83 female players in Spain have said they won't play for the national team if he's in charge. And interestingly, oh, well, the, the Lionesses also released a statement, didn't they? The England team to support the, the Spanish side. But interestingly, a, a male player, um, if I've got it here, oh, I, I don't have it. Yeah, no, uh, Real Betis striker Boya Iglesias has also said he will not play for the men's national team while Rubiolis is in charge. So it's it's kind of really dominating, devastating and, and shockwaves in, in, in the Spanish football, isn't it? So um, like I said, there's a lot more to it, but ultimately that's that's the story there. So, so over to you two, what have you seen on this? Well, I can uh, I can give a timeline if that'd be useful. Yeah, that'd probably be helpful. Yeah. Um, let me start with breaking news. So, Luis Rubiales' mother has gone on hunger strike and locked herself in a church. Why? Uh, she believes it's an inhuman hunt against her son. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, well, your reaction says it all there. So on the 20th of August, uh, that was the Women's World Cup final. That's when the controversy happened. On the 21st, Rubiales issues an apology, saying, uh, sorry for those who are offended. On a stream, Hermoso, the player who was kissed, said she did not enjoy it. Not a surprise. On the 24th, uh, FIFA opens disciplinary proceedings. 25th, Rubiales says the kiss was consensual. Uh, and then on the 25th, the Spanish government began legal proceedings to suspend Rubiales. And the saying it's a sporting equivalent of the Me Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the same day, 25th of August, Hermoso released a statement saying at no time was his kiss ever consensual. On the 28th, that's when Daniel mentioned all the players sort of um, said they won't play for a Spanish team. On the 26th, the Spanish Football Federation said it will take legal action over each falsehood that is spread. I don't know what that means. Is that protecting uh, the players or is it pr- protecting Rubiales? Not, not clear. Yeah. Then on the 26th, FIFA announced it's suspending Rubiales. Then the World Cup winning head coach George Wilder criticises Rubiales and his entire coaching staff resign uh, and that's in protest against the uh, Federation president. Then on the 27th, the Federation delegate for sexual violence protocol confirms an, an internal investigation into the event is underway. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. I, n- I never really understand that internal investigation is on the way because surely it's like watching a clip once, realize what's happened, and then that's investigation over. I, I, I don't, I don't understand what they're actually going to look into. Yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, I've heard, I did see that he was lifted into the air. I don't know if he's by the same player or not. I think it was, and he's saying that was her saying, "Yeah, I'm," a, you know. I think he said at that moment she asked for a peck on on the lid. I could be wrong. I think that's what he is saying. A peck on the cheek, though, didn't he? It's just this, you know, this at this point he did a kiss on the lips. And I think he even kissed her on the cheek first, then kind of moved his head round. To that's kiss that's what I'm lip. saying. It, that looked weird. It looked like it was nuzzling his head into the che- and and like doing yeah. two or three more. You it's know, creepy. It really is. What? Well, 
what I think is is good. Sorry, Dan, I interrupt you there. But what I think is, um, I have a lot of respect for the Spain women who are actually doing a proper protest on this and actually saying they won't play for the team again. I think that is commendable. Um, and like when I compare it to some of the things that's happened in the men's game, like if you if you yeah. think about the England team going to the World Cup last year and about the human rights thing in, in Qatar. There was a whole thing, right, we're going to wear a rainbow armband. Oh, no, we're not now because we're going to get booked. And it was, it was very much a kind of back and down, but we're going to play anyway, despite um, despite being against it. But this time around with the Spain women, I think it's really good to see that we're actually going to, and hopefully they stick to it until he's out, but they're just refusing to play for the team. And I think that is a proper protest to, to really make a point and, and not a tick box protest. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, because it's around. So it's 81 players uh, as Dave said the 11 coaching staff what's, as I said what's really interesting is that that male player because he only won his first cap earlier this year and he said he won't play again so yeah. it's a shame that's the word it's a shame that after such a great tournament yeah, this it's, t- it's tainted their win yeah. hasn't it for them yeah yeah so instead of talking about that we're talking about this so yeah let's hope it's it's resolved um, quite quickly I uh, uh, I on holiday, someone asked me, or, or someone's talking about it, and said, "You know, oh, like, you know, um, what do you think? <laughs> you can't always do this." But I, the way I was, I, I said it is flip it around. Would he have done that if it was a men's team? And he, and he, I, I, you know, don't. The answer I think is no. So why did he think he could take advantage in that situation? I think that to me is what I've got in my head is, yeah. if you flip it around. It is interesting because, I, and I don't condone it, and this is not me trying to justify what's happened before I before I say this, but on Saturday, and Dan, I sent you the clip, yeah. but on, yeah. on Saturday there was an incident um, at a horse racing whereby I think it was a female owner of the horse after the race had finished and the, and the jockey had won, who was a male, the jockey got off and the, the owner of the horse then forcefully kissed him, uh, which yeah. to me... Is the same, but 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 genders reversed. And ITV ITV Racing, I think their official Twitter account posted it as a oh look, she's excited they won or something like that, and then showed the clip. And I just thought it was really weird to kind of like post something like that and to publicise it a week week after this event. And just because it's yeah. a gender reversal in, in that scenario, it doesn't make it any more right. Yeah, I think the I guess the only thing we don't know from the horse racing example how close they are because the horse racing is a more of a time yeah because obviously with spanish federation you wouldn't expect to have any communication with the, the president at all i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that yeah. might be the mitigating fact but, but a week after it happened would you expect itv to post it and publicize <laughs> that's what i found yeah. weird yeah. it's mm. like don't put it out there just just don't don't publicize yeah. the clip when we're we're in this sort of place was there any backlash to it? No, uh, well, not what I know of. But like you said, they might they might be close. It might be a bit more reciprocated. It yeah. well, and if no one's complained, I guess that's the thing. In this instance, she has she has lodged a complaint. So um, yeah, and rightly so, from what yeah, I can tell. Yeah. So yeah, let's see. Like I said, let's see what the latest is on that next week. Um, I think. I am going to drop something from this week, but we, I think we do need to do refing hell. Um, 
there was one instance that has come up this week. Well, other than obviously yesterday, this was done before. Uh, my notes were done before <laughs> yesterday's game. But obviously, we've kind of touched on the uh, the Liverpool, the Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, red slash, or yellow slash should it have been red card and uh, Virgil van Dijk. Nottingham Forest are reportedly considering making an official complaint to the referee's body PGMOL over the performance of Stuart Atwell following their 3-2 defeat against Man United. Now, the basis for his complaint is Captain Joe Wall was sent off by Atwell for denying a goal-scoring opportunity at 2-2. The visitors believed Willie Bowley was a covering defender, but the VAR official stuck with Atwell's on-field decision. Then Man United complete their comeback. Uh, According to the Telegraph, Forest manager Steve Cooper and owner Evangelos Marinakis were so angered by the performance of the officials in the defeat and Marinakis is reportedly preparing uh, a complaint to the PG, uh, PG Mole over perceived poor standards of officiating. Um, I, I'll be honest, I can't say I recall that incident too well. Uh, but yeah, what... Is there anything else we kind of want to add to the refing hell section this week? Yes, there's one one big thing, <laughs> which is uh, Mike Dean. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if I'm being honest, and I've seen a few games, the standard of refereeing is getting worse. I mean, you look at all the red cards that have been issued, and you look at one's already been rescinded. They're trying to encourage better behaviour, but the problem is because of the poor, poor standard of refereeing, that seems to incite it. It's it, just you're, not getting better. You're the, right, um, it does feel it, more sorry, bad decisions. It, it, one of the managers, I can't think which club it's for now, but he's been booked three times in three games, hasn't he? And he's he's now facing a suspension, but is it Fulham manager? I've completely forgotten which one, but as a, as a manager that's been booked three times in, in three games... Um, for his, um, yeah, I can't remember it. But the other thing around refereeing as well, because obviously there's there's new rules on bookings and stuff, is is the handball rule still continues to confuse. Me. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Like it used to be real, and it's in the Tottenham game. It's not talked about because I think Tottenham won, but I feel like Tottenham were denied a clear penalty before they scored, um, and there was a handball in the area, and I watched it, and I was like, I can't see how it's not in handball, and this. Whole, you know, when it used to be ball to hand, that used to feel really no, sorry, hand to ball. That was handball when when you moved the hand towards the ball. That felt really simple, but the whole unnatural position, the the, the arm has to be in an unnatural position, just inserts so much grayness um, into that ball that no one knows what it is anymore. Uh, I agree, and the I think the problem for me, Dan, is I don't think referees have ever played. Yeah. And they don't have an understanding. They've got an amazing, incredible understanding of the laws. Yeah. But when you're playing, it's completely different. Yeah. I think that's what's missing. Well, most many other things, that's what's missing. There was an interest, and um, and this is from ages ago, but um, I was listening to a podcast that Alan Shearer does with Gary Lineker, and um, Howard Webb was on it. And he was talking about a game he refereed in that stint where Newcastle were managed by Alan Shearer, you know, when he took over for about four or five games. Uh, before they got relegated and Howard Webb admitted that he was and there was a bit of laughing about it but Howard Webb admitted that he 
blew the whistle too early in one of those games for a foul and then Viduka had smashed it into the net and that would have gone a long way yes, yeah, for yeah. staying up. Um, and then Howard Webb admitted that he blew the whistle too soon. He wished he'd waited a few seconds to see what had happened. Um, and then he said he went on the rest of the game hoping that Newcastle scored. And I thought to myself, I guess that's human nature, um, but it's a bit of a weird place for a referee to be in that he's kind of, he knows in his, his head he's made a mistake and it's such a big mistake for Newcastle's survival. But he's then openly admitted that he wanted Newcastle to come back and win that game. And he said he, he looked out for Newcastle as though it's over the next few weeks, hoping that they could undo the mistake that he made. It's a weird thing for referees. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Are, you, are you both familiar with what Mike Dean said? Um, I Yes, he... Is that the yes. Cucurea, Romero Cucurea thing? He, he refused. Yeah. He refused to um, get he, the referee to go to the screen because he'd had a bad game already. Yeah. So he basically he was on. There's a Simon Jordan podcast called uh, Simon Jordan's Upfront Podcast, and he Listen said to that after this one though. Yeah, <laughs> this this was important. Uh, he said of that incident, I didn't want to send him. That's Taylor. Anthony Taylor up because he's a mate as well as a referee. And I think I didn't want to send him up because I didn't want him to get any more grief than he, he already had, which to me, that means that you're not applying the laws of the game. What you're doing is you're protecting your mate and not doing what's right. for. It's people. out of order. It's completely wrong. And, and the irony is that that incident you could see there and then it was was a foul anyway. I didn't know he didn't need to bring him over the screen. He could have yeah. just said, "Look, Romero's just yanked him down by his hair. Give yeah. Chelsea the yeah. penalty." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then well, he's well, he's and the thing for me is this isn't incompetence. Incompetence, compo- blah. incompetence is you know you've seen something but you haven't done your job properly. This is someone deliberately not doing yeah. their job. Yeah. I mean. What, what I would say on this is, and Dave, you, you, you said it right, it, it's a sh- or, or Dan, sorry, I can't remember which one. It, it's odd that we are still seeing so many already in the first three games when rules are supposed to be getting tighter and, you know, the, 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 the use of technology. It just feels like it's getting worse. Um, it's just, you know, this season had the potential to be so it, the, the, the best season for a long time. And it just feels like at the moment, every week, the referees or a decision like that. I, I, and we've said we've said before, right? We we know it's a difficult role to to do, but stuff like that, where we've just said this might be an instant, just doesn't cover them in any glory, does it? No. And the fact he said it at this time as well, when they are on the, yeah. on the spotlight a little bit, just seems stupid. Yeah. Well, also, you think, well, okay, that happened for that game. Well, how many other times has that happened? Yeah. And has yeah. that had yeah. an impact on matches or the outcome of the league? So if you look at that game in particular, that could have led to Tuchel's demise yeah. as Chelsea manager. Yeah. Because okay. you know, Chelsea could have gone on to win that rather than drawing 2-2. Actually, sorry, Dan, PGML did uh, issue a statement as well. Yeah. In, oh, on that, on this, okay, yeah. In, in response, and I said, Vasco undergo extensive training with a focus centered entirely around effectively working with the online uh, on-field officials to rectify clear and obvious errors. When Vars identify clear and obvious error, 
they should intervene and recommend a review by the referee. So what my dean said and what PGML are saying, one of them's lying. Which which one is it? I think for me, the final word from me on this is, you know, it's always been a thing about conspiracy within fans that, you know, the referees cover each other up or this or that, blah, blah, blah. They've come out and said now that they do. So yeah, I can't, for me, I just don't understand why he said it. It's a good thing he said it because it exposes it. But You just can't defend them anymore. Every yeah. single decision is now yeah. under scrutiny. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a segment that's going to crop up a lot. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to go on to quiz. There was one thing, I'll probably do it as a feature in another episode, but I do just want to mention a couple of things. So I wanted to look at social media, football, and how it, how it uses social media. So I think I'll bring it up here a little later on in the season. But I did want to call out two things. We, we've spoken about it in WhatsApp. Burnley might be struggling on the pitch, but their, their TikTok ad with their um, oh, brilliant. player reveals, they've won social media. Um, yeah. Dan, do you want to mention a couple of them? Yeah, so yeah, Burnley have obviously, um, and I've obviously signed a few players, but they're obviously um, cutting um, clips from famous sitcoms or, or films. And the, the two that spring to mind are... The American Office, uh, where they kind of cut a Burnley player into the middle of one of their most famous scenes, uh, which was brilliant. And then the second one was Barbie, which was that's the best one for me. Very, that's the very, best. very topical um, at the moment with Barbie being so successful. Uh, and they, yeah, they clipped the whole, you know, reveal into the middle of one of their scenes. So it's, yeah, it's the way social. It's, that's a good side of social media. This is what social media should be yeah. a bit of fun, um, something yeah. to laugh at. Um, so yeah. Well done, Burnley, on that. Well done, Burnley. Um, Dave, have you seen them? I have seen them, and I did respond to your WhatsApps. Yeah, they're, they're good. I think they're good. Um, so it doesn't matter because I haven't got points. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they, okay, well, this is the feel-good section. Um, <laughs> two other things about social media. I, po- I posted one in the chat, in our chat. Um, there, were, But there, there was one I saw. There was a an interview for a Norwich channel. And there was a guy, I think it's called Nathan Wesley. He was interviewed by them and trolls were on him straight away, I think because of his appearance and the way he spoke. And he was being, I didn't see that element, but apparently trolls were having a right go at him. And for once, this is where the football community came together to one, you know, kind of shut the trolls up. But two, um, he was doing, this This Nathan was doing a... um, a run for Macmillan and his just giving page got linked up and he, his target was 500 pounds. When this thing broke, the last time I saw it was at 45,000 pounds and he was getting donations from America as well. So it just shows, you know, we, we often do slate fan or not we, but people do have a go at fans in the football world, but it was just astonishing. Now he's going to get a signed shirt from the player he said was going to score in that, that interview. But yeah, from five hundred pound target to forty three thousand, astonishing. Um, and, and social media has also given us Robbie Williams singing a Tottenham chant. Um, oh, do you want to sing it? Do you want to sing the chant down while you're here? No, I don't want to sing it, but uh, it is it is pretty funny. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw. I think I saw your tweet about it earlier. Actually, um, just one other thing. I, I've never. I've not always liked him as a player in the past, but I did call him out for the best celebration and there was something that transpired and I linked in our chat was Jack Grealish. So after the European Super Cup game, I put the video in. So again, 
the video might have been cut a certain way to make potentially make some players look bad, but is that the medal collection bit at the end? You see the back end of the severe players moving on, and in the middle there's a, a visually impaired girl, and they've all ignored her. The first few City players come along and have ignored her. Jack Grealish gets to her and he stops, sort of holds her hands, talks to her for a minute, holds the line up. The, 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 there's a backup. I think the, the the guy who's given out the medals tries to grab his hand, but he takes the time to speak to her. And then all the rest of the, the Man City players then speak to her as it goes along. So I'm just thinking, you know, again, I've just got to call, call him out for just what a wonderful moment that was. So, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jack Grealish, you're making me like you more and more. <laughs> right quick quiz now this one I've, I've warned you beforehand this was prepared um a couple of weeks ago um so i'm not sure what stays in and i realized i didn't have a tiebreaker because i think you'll need it potentially so i've quickly got one so it's about stadiums but unlike the one where dan quizzed me this way i got annoyed in that game it'll be the penalty shootout <laughs> style i'm gonna give you a stadium and you have to give me the team that plays in it. They will be British, but not necessarily Premier League. That's all I'll say. Ooh. So, who wants to go first? Dave does. Dave does. <laughs> well done, Dave. Well stepped up. All right. Number between one and ten. I was only ten. Uh, let's go number ten, please. Number ten. St. Andrews. St. Andrews, Birmingham City. That's correct. I feel like Dave's going to be better at this than I am. Top corner. That was straight into the top left corner. Dan? Let's one to nine. Five. Bloomfield Road. Ooh. I have no idea. Um, let's... I've heard of the ground. I just can't think who plays there. Let's go Berry. Almost. Dave, do you know? <laughs> Dave's celebrating while drinking. <laughs> I'll put my hand up to answer. Um, no, Charlie Bettino played the last year, so it's Blackpool. It is Blackpool. Started with B. I'm, I'm, do I give you half a point? No. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave uh, anything that's not uh, 10 or 5? 9, please. 9. Deepdale. Oh, Deepdale. He knows it. He's milking it. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's like that stuttering run-up. You know the players that take up 30 seconds. I do know it. It's in the same part of the world as... Um, it's pretty close to Blackpool, isn't it? I'm going to have to pressure you for an answer. Press the North End. It is. Smashed it home. Uh, <laughs> you didn't pick it. Uh, four. Uh, Loftus Road. Oh, come on. QPR. Yep, hold one back. So that's 2-1 to Dave going into the third penalty. 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8. 7. This one was interesting, and I hope this has been a few weeks ago. The New York Stadium. I'm going to... New York buy Stadium. Yeah, I'm going to just double-check that one. <laughs> Hold on, this is not a... That is currently fact-checking live, my Dan's... No, no, uh, no, it is... No, I've got it right. Yeah, the New York Stadium, it's called. I've got a confession to make as well. I know about this one, too. Oh, dang. You didn't need me to embarrass myself, so I'm going to double-check. No, it's not on our house hunts. 
uh, we were looking at this area. We chose not to. Dan, I can't legislate for him doing that, all right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Ro- so, uh, Rotherham. It is, yes. <laughs> Big. Right, let's go. Dan, you need to get this. No pressure, but you need to get this to stay in. Three. Three. Turf Moor. Burnley. Yes. Ironically, I, I think we've got the easiest. Too, I I'd gone too quick then. I think we've got the easiest ones last. That's the annoying thing for you, Dan, I think. Um, Dave, if you get this, you've won. Two. Uh, the Hawthorns. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dave. Put your arm and an arm in. Oh, ah. Um, ah, ah. Hmm. You've got to cut boing. this out after oh, saying. Boing, boing, boing. Yeah, I need boing, an answer. Boing. I need an answer. Oh, well, West Bromish Albion. Yeah, all right, you've won. But let's <laughs> carry on then. So, Dan, one, six, or eight? One. The Medeski Stadium. Reading. Yeah. Dave, six or eight? Eight. Rammel Lane. Sheffield. Yeah. Which one? United. United. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan, you get Carrow Road. Norwich. Yeah. So it was close. Oh, it was close. There, was only, there was only two I didn't know. And I wouldn't have got the love one. Because I've never house hunted there. So it's, it's hard, to, <laughs> hard to know. I remember looking at it at the time and double checking it at the time because I've never heard of that. And I thought New York Stadium. But yeah, it's um, it, New York Stadium is the home of Rotherham. So yeah. Okay. Anything else from either of you before we wrap up this week? No, Is that, that's two and a trot for me, I think. We're not keeping score. We, we you, don't were, keep you, were, you were. You, you were at some stage, Dan. <laughs> um, all I'll say is, if you're listening to this, make sure you get everyone you know to listen, like, and subscribe to this. Rate us where you can. Um, I didn't want to talk about it, but run out of time. But we have got a fantasy football league going um the good news is even if you join now you're still likely to beat the three of us um i think we are weirdly you well the two the three of us are all bunched together um when i I was looking at it so let me just uh quickly bring up the league so it's a just football invitational i think they can just people can just search for their name right i think we've got Um, it pinned on twitter or x um, there you go moment yeah we, we've got it so have a look for our pinned tweet but in the league so there's 12 people i am seventh with 144 points dave is six with 145 and dan is fifth with 159 so yeah there's a good chance even if you join in week four you'll still get ahead of us quite quickly so yeah come come join the fun i think there's a worth noting that nathan chapman who appeared on the, on the show he is second. Good shot there, yeah. 184 points. Yeah, but there is currently a runaway leader, isn't there? Um, there is. Of James Saul. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say an ex-work colleague, but it's still a colleague of yours, Dave. Um, yeah, James Saul, the new pretenders, 209 points. But there is a there is a long way to go. This felt like this week was quite a defining week. Um in the sense of a lot of people got a lower score. And I'm not sure why that is. I, I've had my best week, I think. Um, I've got I 53 points. People said that Madison was going to be injured, and he wasn't. 
So I've got him on the bench. <laughs> And he scored 10 points. Okay. Sitting there, that sitting that, that explains Dan's. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to make Dan as angry as he's getting now, yeah, <laughs> check out the pinned the pinned tweet. I don't know what they're called now or next, but the twin uh, the, the pin post. And yeah, yeah, join us. Uh, the more people we've got, the more uh, the more the merrier. So I think that Sorry, wraps Dan, up. One oh. one more thing. Marek, who's also on the show and in second. the league, he is eighth. Uh, 140. Well, very close, very close there. So, yeah, but as we've said in the Premier League, it is still early days. Um, and I haven't done my legendary, costing myself 40 points by changing all the players because I get angry and if I, I have a bit <laughs> of rage one week and I, I cost myself like 40 points by changing all. Okay, so yeah, I think we'll wrap up there. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.